This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Two more tilts, and then week 14 is in the book. Are you having a prosperous weekend in the NFL, or are you scratching your head like a lot of these NFL coaches wondering, how in the F do you pull this thing out of your backside with just four weeks remaining in the season? That's where I am. I am laying off tonight. I'll tell you in a little bit what I believe to be the play of the year, and it has nothing to do with Giants-Packers tonight or Dolphins and Titans, Miami laying 14 in that one. Thanks for joining me on the Danny Mac podcast as I celebrate uh, tongue-in-cheek, I suppose to a very large degree, the Bears' back-to-back wins. Uh, They beat the Lions yesterday convincingly at Soldier Field, and for the first time this season, they did it. They posted a victory. uh, Well, you could say the Commanders' victory was convincing, As well, they did it without having to white knuckle it for you down the stretch of the game. The Lions didn't score in the second half. The Bears go the length of the field on their opening drive. They get the touchdown. They force the punt. They add three more. The Bears are out of the gate rolling. And I said to my my son's girlfriend, Ashley, uh, just wait. It's very, very early. The Bears will do Bears things. I hate that expression. And sure enough, they did, and the Lions were able to get right back in it. And I expected them, and I laid the three. I took Detroit yesterday. I expected Detroit to come back in the second half, but that was not the case because the Bears' defense was terrific. Montez Sweat, your table, you know how it goes, is ready, sir. And uh, Tremaine Edmonds making a difference again yesterday. It's turning out... As the season has evolved, the free agent acquisitions of Edmonds and TJ Edwards were good ones for Ryan Poles. It took them a while to get going and bust a grape in this Bears defense, but over the last six or seven weeks, they've done that. I'll get to the $64,000 question in just a little bit, but another salute to a member of the Bears defense yesterday as the Monsters of the Midway improved their record to 5-8 and eight. with that win. Jalen Johnson, another interception. This is what you do to earn $20 million. You catch the freaking football when it's thrown to you. There have been so many misses for number 33, and I'd love to see him be a great corner. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he makes enough big plays. He doesn't get enough turnovers, but he's caught the ball more often than not of late. Jeez, I I don't remember which high school coach said it. It may have even been my one year of junior college. I'm not sure, but somebody said to a defensive back who dropped an easy interception in, uh, in a practice session, 
That's why that number's 33, not 83, son. <laughs> that's the that's the line you could throw at the Bears' second-round pick out of, out of Utah. But yesterday he caught the ball, and the Bears forced turnovers, and Detroit didn't, and the Bears won the game. A divisional win. A win after the bye. Bears haven't done that in 10 years. They hadn't won back-to-back games since Matt Nagy's second year. How about that? How about DJ Moore getting the Bears on the board early with a nice touchdown run? Luke Getze pulling up, pulling a few things out of Matt Eberflus's shirt sleeve. Now, I'm more impressed with what the Bears did defensively yesterday. A lot of teams have had their way with Detroit and made big plays, but let's give Getze some credit because we've all been pretty rough on him when he has done stupid things and coordinators in Bears history do stupid things. That's the team tradition, just like the T formation. <laughs> Whether it was John Shoup or Pap Hamilton or Mike Martz, Mike Tice, it doesn't matter. A lot of dumb things have come out of Bears offensive coordinators' game plans through the years, but they they make enough big plays yesterday. DJ Moore effective, Cole Komet Again, very effective, and Fields didn't turn it over. His numbers were not all-world, but he didn't turn it over. He made good plays, was effective as a runner. All good things. So here is the $64,000 question. I will ask it right after I remind you that you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to ten grand in bonus money. Ten grand. In bonus money, I'll tell you where my ten grand would go in a few minutes. Bet ten dollars in same game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. After the zero and four start, the Bears now are five and eight. Have you seen enough improvement where you've done a one eighty? Are you willing to give Matt Eberflus and or Justin Fields another year? Do you want him back? Have they changed your opinions? Are they making you consider changing your opinions? And if that's the case, but you're not quite there yet, I would love to, I'd love to have this conversation with you over beverages or venison. (laughs) What's keeping you from getting there? I'll tell you what it is with me. It's the asterisks that go with both wins and losses this year, even close losses have had gnashing of teeth at the highest levels, blowing leads, big turnovers. But in the wins, I don't know how you can't. Now, that's a good team yesterday. It's going to be an eventual division winner. It is an eventual division winner. The Lions will win the NFC North. It's a good football team. They deserve to be the preseason prohibitive favorite in the North, and I didn't think they did at the time. But I've been proven wrong. They're not a great football team by any stretch. They give up way too much on defense. They don't get enough quarterback pressures. Well, maybe enough pressures because that's the big buzzword now when fan bases accept the fact their their pass rusher isn't getting there enough to make a big enough difference if they want to defend the guy. Well, look at all the pressures he's getting. And look at how that's freeing up guys on the other. Well, that's not why you get paid 25 mil, though. You get, pay, you get paid that kind of money to go Miles Garrett on the opponent 
<laughs> and boy, did he do that impressively yesterday, doing his Miles Garrett routine, and he'll do it against the Bears this week. I do suspect Cleveland is a three-point favorite at home against the Bears in Week 15. How do you not put an asterisk on the win over the Raiders earlier in the year? The Raiders were in free fall. Their effort in that game was pathetic. They had body language in the second quarter, exemplary of a loser. And I try not to read too much into BL, but I don't know how you couldn't watch that performance. And Brian Hoyer was their quarterback. It was before they'd moved away from Garoppolo and on to Aiden O'Connell. They decided to let the Purdue rookie wait just a little bit, and Hoyer shit the bed terribly against the Bears. He was awful. The Raiders didn't play hard at all. And that was, you know, that's a win for the Bears. They go to the, you know, to play at, I almost said RFK, didn't I? FedEx Field against the Commanders early on in my Thursday night football to post a 40-20 to win against the defense. Rivera's commanders, whose first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, the corner out of Mississippi State, had to be benched in the game because he was so awful. That's how bad Washington was that night. Okay, those are two of the wins. They should have beat Denver when Denver was a dreadful team. Denver was not far removed at all from the 70 points it had given up against the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium early in the season. That's where the Broncos were when the Bears caught them. And they still lost the game. They beat Minnesota without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Is that enough for you? Eking out these wins against teams that are that are bad or in the case of the Lions, a good team that has been unraveling down the stretch of this season. And you look at them, hey, they were 9-3 and three going in. How can you not? You're right. You're right. They, that record is what Bill Parcells said it was. It was the tuna who coined that expression, right? Still, though, man, I don't know what's wrong with Detroit, why they don't score more points. They've got too much firepower offensively to be held to 13 points. I don't care how well the Bears' defense is playing. Lions offensive line is a little bit banged up right now. They ran the ball okay. It just didn't make much of a difference between David Montgomery, the former Bear, and the rookie Jameer Gibbs. The Lions had, what, 26, 28 carries for 130-ish yards. They did all right running the ball, but it didn't make a big enough difference, and they didn't make enough big plays. And the Bears did an awesome job on Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end out of Iowa. If Iowa could collect all of its tight ends that are in the NFL today, (laughs) and there's a bunch of them, and put them on the field for their bowl game, they may cross midfield. They may score a touchdown even. (laughs) Because this current off, anyway, I'm getting off topic here. I I don't think this is enough. My, My take is no. I do not give Matt Eberflus another year. And it's not because, too, and I've heard the argument made against him of his assistant coaches, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, one week into the season, an HR-related resignation 
and all of the mystery that surrounded that, as well as David Walker, I think his name was, the running backs coach who got popped a month or so ago for (laughs) conduct unbecoming. I won't throw that on Eberflus because that can happen to anybody. It is under his watch, and it's not a good thing. But I I can't hold him accountable for the behaviors of other grown men. I, I just, I can't do that. I won't do that. I just don't think he's a a solid enough leader. I I think it was inexcusable in his second year to waste the month of August. That's the biggest reason why I don't want him back. He wasted August. They didn't know what they wanted to be. If that were a mistake he made as a rookie head coach, I'll live with it. Not a rookie head coach. Should have learned from his 3-14 and start a year ago. But the Bears now are five and eight. Don't want to pee on their corn on your cornflakes or your ham sandwich or whatever it is you're having while listening to the Danny Mac podcast, reviewing week 14 and quickly previewing the NFL's wager of the year because I have it. Now I mentioned that you can win up to 10 grand in bonus money by playing the Bet Rivers Squares. I actually thought about 10 grand. Over the weekend, if I had 10 grand, I said to myself that I didn't, I wasn't going to miss that. I could just goes, it goes, no big deal. Where would my money go? And I considered games for yesterday, but more than anything, I think as the season has taken shape, you can start it, start to look seriously and confidently at postseason awards and the Super Bowl champion. And I said on my terrestrial show Friday, if you believe the Cowboys will take care of business against the Eagles, get in on Dak Prescott now. Prescott had a good game. He was his numbers weren't off the charts, but he didn't throw it away and he didn't lose a lose a fumble. He took care of the football and the Cowboys trounced the Eagles. Now Dallas is going to have to go on the road. Once we get to the postseason, likely the Cowboys will not have the benefit of playing at home in Jerry World, but They're coming into the playoff stretch strong, whereas the Eagles are limping and having a lot of self-doubt. And Jalen Hurts is now out of the conversation for league MVP. Patrick Mahomes out of the conversation. What's going on with these Chiefs? Man, oh man, you tell me. You show me the team in the AFC. The Ravens impressively winning in overtime against the Rams yesterday included. You think those Ravens, if they are in fact the class of the AFC, can play with San Francisco or Dallas? Do you think the Dolphins can? Now, the Dolphins are fun. The Dolphins score points. Tyree Kill is a worthy MVP. He's not going to get the award because of the dopey-ass way the voters look at it. It's a quarterback award. Hill is going to win the Offensive Player of the Year award. I don't think anybody in the league has made a bigger difference individually than Tyreek Hill has done for the Dolphins with 940-plus yard catches going into tonight's game and a ton of 20-plus receptions, 66 first downs or something like that. He's going to break the single-season receiving record, and he will do it before they get to their 17th game. So for those of you who are Jerry Rice defenders, 
Uh, you got, I'm sorry, Calvin Johnson has the single season record for receiving yards with just a little less than 2011 seasons ago. Tyreek Hill is, deserves it. He's not going to get it. What's the best bet of the year? It's the 49ers to win Super Bowl 48. If I had 10 grand in bonus money from, you know, my Bet Rivers Squares deployment today, I'd put 10 grand down on the 49ers to win Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. They are plus 250 today. That would pay me 25 grand because I was at Ball State University the day they taught math. San Francisco is a machine on both sides of the ball. Debo Samuel is healthier than he's been in several years. He is explosive. He and Ayuk, Brendan Ayuk, are the best tandem in the league, and I don't think there's anybody close. Jalen Waddell, who joins Tyreek Hill in Miami, gets a lot. A lot of people say him or the guys up on the coast. Uh, Evans and, and Godwin, though you don't hear that much these days, Godwin has fallen off the face of the earth, but that tandem is not this. This is the best, and by far, they are changing games every week. They both can run the ball out of the backfield. George Kittle is still a very impressive player, and Brock Purdy hasn't made mistakes. They've won five straight. It's the 49ers and everybody else. And, you know, you say, well, what if Debo gets hurt again? What what if Christian McCaffrey, who has a history of – you're right, but that can be said of any team in the league. Take Lamar Jackson off the Ravens and their last year's Ravens and don't advance. I, take Dak Prescott out of the Cowboys lineup or C.D. Lamb. See how they fare without their best players. You know, it's uh, Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. You could say that about any team in the league. Given good health, the 49ers should pound the shit out of everybody the rest of the way. They have one challenge left that is reasonable during the regular season, but they also have a date with Arizona. You know, it's they're gonna they're gonna have home field throughout. And I, I think the 49ers at plus 250 right now are the bet of the year at Bet Rivers. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast today, and please subscribe if you've not done so already. Do it on YouTube so you can watch the interviews and later this week. I want to take a look at the city of Cleveland with a member of a former member of the Browns. I'm either going to get a hold of Joe Thomas, the veteran tackle um, who boycotted the draft to go bass fishing. That'd be something I'd love to talk to him about. Or Bernie Kosar, who goes back to the days when the Browns were ever oh so close, but oh so far from getting to a game with Roman numerals. It is my contention. There is no city in the NFL more tortured than Cleveland has been. The Hall of Fame is a a one-smoke drive away from Cleveland, and... They have never been in a Super Bowl. They lost their franchise in the mid-90s when Art Modell moved them to Baltimore. They got an expansion franchise and did nothing with the highly touted Tim Couch. They haven't won. They've had their team taken away. It's a great football town and a great football state, and they have deserved better. A tortured fan base indeed. 
with zero Super Bowl appearances. The Lions also have failed to get to a Super Bowl. Another longtime NFL franchise going back to the days when they were the Portsmouth Spartans. The Jaguars and Texans have yet to get to a Super Bowl, but they're teams that joined the NFL not all that long ago. Hell, you probably remember when those teams joined the league. The Niners under Tom Coughlin, I don't remember who the first head coach was with the Texans, but they had a date What David Carr, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, and they couldn't win either in that era. And after their performance against the Jets this week, you can cross them off the list of teams that might be strong enough to come out of the AFC because I am not seeing it. Thanking Adam Delavitt, who runs the Bet Rivers Podcast Network, and Sam Michael, my producer, for a job extremely well done, as always. Troy Mocker, who takes care of a lot of our research behind the scenes. Alex Pastor at social media for our social media distribution. And Randy Merkin, who handles the guest load and uh, comes up with a ton of good ideas. Thanks for listening. Back later in the week with much, much more on the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Go Bears! Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.